Hi everybody, it's me, Hey Good, and Katie, I just said a snarky thing to Katie, so she's sulking, and she's refusing to participate in the in, in the intro until I apologize or something. Until, until I apologize? I'm sorry? Did I do it? For the record, it was a joke. It wasn't actually a, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, no, I feel, I feel like they just like right before this, I was like, I hate you, Katie! That's what you said. That's exactly That's not it. what I said. <laughs> mm. Anyways, in this episode, we're going to talk about impulsivity because uh, impulsivity is a thing that affects Sometimes people with ADHD. Sometimes it you impulsively say mean things to your friend Kate. Apparently it does. Sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for being here. Apologies for this episode being late. It's a long story. It doesn't matter. But anyways, here it is. Here it is. Um, it was a great conversation. I think this was yeah, a really good episode. Honestly, like I'm really excited about this. It was one. it was loose. Like we joke around, but also I think, you know. We, we said some smart kind of stuff in between all of the bullshittery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's that's like 50 years from now when the world is but dust and our podcast is but a memory and somebody asks us about it. That's how I'm gonna, what I'm going like, to say. There's a lot of bullshit, but there's some, smart, some stuff smart stuff in between, all the, between bullshit. all the bullshit. I'm kidding. The podcast is going to take over the world by then. It's true. It's going to be massive statues Literally of Literally actual will be president of the world by then. That's, that's correct. Also, is this microphone the one that is recording? Because that seems really quiet. No, my voice just picks up a lot better than yours. It is pretty Should quiet. Should we re but record this? Yeah, I'll probably This is really bad. Yeah. Enjoy the episode. Bye. We're not re-recording this. <laughs> hey, Katie, do you want to get off your phone and make a podcast? Uh, you were being mean to me, so no, what? I don't I want to make a podcast. I was reminding you to not bump the table with the microphone. I kind. I refuse to make a podcast under protest of being <laughs> told not to bump the table oh, while making no. a podcast. Am I going to have to make the whole show about me and just talk for an hour straight? Oh, also, no. you're wearing your new glasses and it's you're too hot. I can't concentrate. Oh. You're too good looking now. Take off your glasses. Here, let me put on one of the Put on the put on the serial killer ones. Yeah, let me put on the Harry Carey ones. Yeah, you're still hot. Really? Yeah. Aw. Shucks. Do you want me to narrate a baseball game? I do. do right now, me? go. Oh, so boy, you hit the ball. Look at that. It's going so far. Good job, baseball guy. Now he's running. Running real quick. What's going to happen next? Now I'm invested now in the baseball game. Now he's probably going to turn left at some point, and then he's going to make another left. And if he's really good, he gets to make that third left. And then he's going to get to go home just like we all will. Get to home base. In between nine and 12 innings. Kind of a sex joke, I guess. Get to home base. Hi, everybody. It's me, Katie Asaurus. And, and it's welcome, good. <laughs> welcome to whatever the fuck this is. Yes. You might be wondering. You might be thinking to yourself, boy, it sure is late on a Thursday for them to post this episode. Yeah, oh, and gosh. you would be correct. You would be correct. Because uh, yesterday I got a tattoo. And that it was true. cool. It's a good tattoo. It's a dinosaur. It's got a dinosaur in it. And flowers. And flowers in it as well. And I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, that. Oh, and then today, what are we doing right after this, Eric? Tell the people. We're going to move a big mirror. Oh, you meant after that? Yeah. We're going to Frolicon. That's, yeah, that's what I was going. I wasn't, I don't really care. It's I mean, a the, really big mirror. It's I a put, really like, big I'm mirror. I'm not talking about, it. I wouldn't have mentioned the mirror if it wasn't, it, it, it didn't come in the largest cardboard box I've ever seen. oversized mirror. It is seven feet tall. It was kind of funny. You were like, Eric, just go look in the garage. <laughs> well, first off, I walked in the office today and you were like, Eric, I fucked up. And I was like, no, you did. And you're like, you know, I, don't, I thought something was like, oh God. And you're like, just go look in the garage. And I was like, okay. So I looked into the garage and from the angle that I was looking at, it's a very, it's very tall and very wide, but not very thick. It's only yeah, like a it's, foot it's thick. It's like three inches. The actual mirror is like three inches thick. So I open the garage door and I see the box, but I'm seeing it from the very side. So for me, it looked like a long, thin box. Yeah. And I was like, okay. 
didn't know why I had to go downstairs for this, but all right. So I walked back in and I was like, that's a big box. And you're like, yeah, it is. It really is. And I was like, I mean, it's, it's pretty big. Like I didn't notice it's a pretty big box. Like I didn't want to like shut you down. I was just like, yeah, sure. It's a pretty big box. You're like, no, Eric, go stare at it from like where, so you go back down. I open the garage door. I see it again, along the box. And as I walked around it, it just like just this forced perspective joke in real life happened it just like grew and i was like oh my god like it was hard to tell when i was actually standing directly in front of it because it kept like just kept getting bigger (laughs) anyways it is a very big mirror so now we have to move a mirror because i accidentally bought a really big mirror on the internet we're gonna be fine i have two skateboards we can i think it'll be okay i think what we should do is i think we should bring it to the front of the house we take it up the stairs then we bring it straight down the hallway. Then we open the box. Then we back the mirror up and we go diagonally to the bedroom. And then we lean it up against the wall where it's going to live forever until we move. And then I will never see. Oh, it's going to You got to stop changing glasses, dog. You got to stop. It's I gonna... mean, no, wear those ones. Don't wear the. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't care. It's your face. Do what you want. Okay. But those are better. I'm just telling you as a friend, those are better. <laughs> it's where the mirror is going to live in the box forever it's no we're gonna take it out of the box we're gonna take it out of the box that's right i just and then yeah we're definitely definitely sarcastic guys definitely gonna take it out of the box eric it would be very silly if we didn't take the mirror out of the box because then otherwise we can't see yourself in a cardboard box i see a lot of myself in a cardboard box you know you're useful for a little while and people throw you away once they're done with you Oh, I'm so sorry. Sad. I couldn't think of a less sad <laughs> that version. That's a really of that. good joke. I'm though. sorry. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Hey, so speaking of impulsively buying seven foot tall mirrors, uh, so the the topic on the table today is uh, impulse control, mm-hmm. and I really like that. In a conversation about impulsivity and impulse control, we have already impulse controlled our way out of the topic, out of the and topic, into a strategy session about how to move a mirror because this is an ADHD podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. I love that we say that to guests when they're like, are you going to like, you know, like, I, I just want to like, I'm not, I'm not like an expert on anything. I'd like, I don't know. I can't just, you know, talk about this for an hour and be super knowledgeable. I'm like, oh, you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Like we're yeah. going to, we're going to, ADHD is the sun around which we revolve, but it's an ADHD podcast. The listeners, a lot of them have ADHD too. They're going to be glad when we go off on tangents. Yeah. Um, can I get a, Woo! From everybody at home Woo. who has ADHD. I heard it. How crazy would it be if we just heard like a chorus of woos from like right outside the house? Or like just terrifying. Like, just like we'll just be sleeping, and then at various points of the day, we just hear woo. woo. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, somebody's listening. It's weird. Twenty five years, Eric. Oh People yeah. People have listened to our podcast for twenty five years. That was weird. We should tell that story. Yeah. Well, the the story was I was looking at our podcast numbers because it's my job. It's our one year anniversary. Oh, well, yes, it was it's our last, one year anniversary. Last week was last week. Was one one year. year podcast anniversary. Which means that we can do one to one like this week last year. How was the podcast doing? You know, uh, the first week as of last week, so a year plus a week. Um, uh, so I was looking at the podcast numbers and I was like, holy shit, I get to do those fun little comparisons. Um, in the two-week period of, was October 5th was the first episode? In the first two-week period, 345 people had listened. Which and I we thought that, was like an astronomically huge. Oh, we yeah, like, I was oh my stoked. God. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, people are listening. Like, like, that was amazing. 300 people listen in a week. It was two nuts. weeks. Yeah. I mean, and, I'm, and I was grateful for every single yeah. goddamn one of them. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, okay, is it okay if I say the actual numbers? Just. I don't. I don't care. HelloFresh sponsor us. <laughs> Please, everybody, reach out to HelloFresh. Get them to sponsor us so we eat food. It's been incredible. Um, I'm so obsessed with Hello. I was like, I just realized though that we because we got the HelloFresh box, but then we're going to Frolicon. So 
I don't know what to do because we're going to have like back. We're, we're going to have a dinner backlog. Yeah. It's going to be hello. Hello. Not as fresh anymore. Not as fresh. <laughs> hello. It'll be fine. You're, you're moderately fresh. Your proteins will be fine because they're frozen. The veg will probably just be a little bit not great. That'll be fine. But well, I was really like, I was, I was thinking about like making one for like lunch and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll just make the one that's like most likely to spoil. You could also prep out the vegetable. Well, we can't. We have to, we have to leave today. I'm planning. I was like, we well, we could go through, figure out every single thing that needs to be under the vegetables, prep all those out. Because generally cooked vegetable things will keep better than fresh vegetables. Let's not do that. That would be a whole thing. That would be very impulsive to, mirror, to do. We right have to now. move a seven foot. We have mirror, to move a seven foot. And then we have to pack for a, a, a frolicon, which is. That's going to be a fun pack. I have. I don't know what to bring, Eric. I'm having an existential crisis about it. We'll we'll go through together. It's, it's well, fine. also, there's going to be like there's like shopping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's in Atlanta. So like, if we really forget something, yeah. It's like, not what if I deal. forget like my cool outfit? And I, I suppose we can just go home. If you forget your cool outfit, you can go home and get it. I'm not gonna drive all the way back. Honestly, I probably will just because I like hanging out with you. But that was a funny joke. <laughs> oh yeah, the podcast or the numbers. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. So I was. Uh, we were, I am. It's fine. We're, we're doing great. Right. We're doing great. This is great. This is an episode in on quality. No, it's, podcast oh, we're gaining some momentum you know sorry getting some go. momentum that, getting going we also so just we, both came off our twitch streams i'm where i've I'm just been talking so, really fast for like an hour i'm genuine i'm so fried like i i today was like a chaos stream anyway and i just am like holy shit the adhd is strong with me today yeah me like, too you know when you can feel it it's yeah, like a, yeah. a bad day it's like when your brain is like yeah like you ever been in like a manual car if you're revving on first gear and when you don't switch to second so your, your rpms are just like but you're still just going like 15 miles an hour that's kind of how it feels. I, have, I don't know how to drive a manual transmission uh i don't think i do either but i had a sport shift well in the car. why how what the analogy still scans you sure. know i mean it's, i know I'm, how they work i don't i don't i don't know, I don't know how a clutch works it stresses me out it's really you have to you have to use both feet can you imagine the exhaustion oh God, yeah. you'd be exhausted constantly i was pretty good in uh there's a video game called forza horizon which is very popular um, they're on the, like their fifth iteration now. Yeah. Um, but there's like ultra realism mode where every car like has a clutch and a thing and a whatever. Right. And it is a lot. I got pretty good at it with an Xbox controller. So how different going to be, you know, be the same thing. So these podcast numbers. <laughs> I was going to see if I was, my secret plan was I was going to keep distracting you to see if we could just get through the entire episode with never actually saying the numbers. Never that would be say, never, a I, very funny bit. I, I sensed that. I sensed that in you, Katie. I sensed I was that. like. <laughs> Eric, talk to me about mise en place. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, it's a French phrase meaning, uh, give me a goddamn second, Katie. I'm on a train of thought here. That's what it means. It's a very old phrase. It's an ancient term. Okay, so the podcast numbers. So the podcast numbers. Anyways, I got to, we, we get to compare, compare this time now with this time last year. Anyways, in that same period, that two-week period where 340-something people listened, I think the number... We're actually still not through that period yet, but as of this was two days ago, that number was seventeen thousand. <laughs> seventeen thousand people, nuts! All and that got me like, holy shit! And then that got me going on just like weird numbers and stuff. We were like texting back and forth about it. Um, and if you took every time our podcast has been listened to, if you stacked it like uh, sequentially, so like every time it's been listened to, it was lifted to one after the other, it would take over twenty five years. To listen to them every that amount of times. <laughs> That's so weird. Jesus. We will listen to our podcast for 25 years. For 25 years, yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Can you imagine like what 
like a really big and fancy podcast like oh i don't know and that's why we drink what a what a great what a great podcast yeah if only oh, we had a line hello um, hello m hey m if you're listening hi how's it going thanks for the shout out on instagram the other day appreciate it <laughs> but can you imagine like or like the adventure zone like they've probably been listening to you for like millions of years oh it's gonna be nuts i mean well at some point the number it's so hard to like like as grateful as i was for like you know 346 if i was that many times like if i truly apprehended how many more time like if i was that many times more grateful does that make sense yeah. if i was 17,000 or whatever divided by 345 like i would be catatonic i would be freaking out like it's i it's, you can't wrap your head constantly. around constantly that's why i'm scared all the time eric <laughs> know, i'm scared too. all the time i i flipped over to 1.3 today and i'm scared really? i'm so scared My i'm scared gosh. all the time wow you now have a million more followers than i do on tiktok <laughs> you're gonna have to find a new podcast partner dude you're gonna have to do it no i like you <laughs> i like you're one you of too. like three people in this world that i like so oh shut up you know that's not true i like five people really I counted them in my head wow that's cool how many times is betty whitaker on that list four it's the other four <laughs> That's when Chris jumps in and like pulls off a silicone mask. <laughs> He's been Betty White, Betty White the whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> like, oh my god! Have you ever noticed that Chris and Betty White have never been in the same room at the same time? That's fucking fan theory. Chris is actually Betty White in disguise. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> passionately in love with Betty White for years. <laughs> hey, haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just taking this, this so far. So like, weird. what if everybody's spouse is Betty White? Like, Every secret, just... secret Betty White clone army. <laughs> also, if you do want to draw that fan art, we would not be mad. I would not be mad about that. I'd love to see Chris cosplaying as Betty White. That would be pretty oh great. God. I would. I bet we could make that happen. Oh no, pro- no question. But if we asked him very nicely, he would do it. He would totally do it. That's true. So this uh, episode is about <laughs> impulsivity. Yeah, we're talking about. This is crushing it so far. <laughs> well, all right, but, but seriously, I want to talk about impulsivity because. ADHD in a lot of ways, there's a lot of conversation about ADHD. Like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a superpower? Is it not a superpower? Is it all this? It's all very complicated. Um, And impulsivity, I think, is a very good, like, distilled little microcosm of that. Because a lot of the really shitty, awful things that have happened to me in my life have been because of my impulsivity, which is directly related to my ADHD. But a lot of the amazing, awesome things in my life, like moving to Georgia and, like, (laughs) meeting you and deciding to start a podcast and all that stuff. All the best things, in, or not all, but a lot of the best things in my life have also come from my, from my impulsivity. And it's just a really strange thing to hold both of those things at the same time. Because impulsivity can make me, you know, buy stuff I can't actually afford, but it can also make me make like, decisions that I wouldn't have otherwise made that ended up going really well. Like a seven-foot mirror. Like a seven-foot mirror, Katie. Exactly. Very much. I mean, I think, yeah, I have a really weird, a very weird relationship with with my impulsivity um because i think for a really long time i relied very heavily on spontaneity and i think it's important off the bat it is important to me that we distinguish the difference between impulsivity and spontaneity i love you i still don't quite and i looked it up yeah what do you looked got? it up what, what did like, miriam webster say well, I didn't look at Merriam-Webster. What did Oxford say? I looked, thank you. Um, so, okay. So there is there is a very nuanced difference between impulsivity and spontaneity. And I think this is one of those ones where, like, I really want to make a TikTok about it because I think it's like, holy shit, this could, like, change a lot of relationships. But impulsivity is grounded on acting in the moment. Like, immediately, 
like the thought occurs to you and then you you immediately do it. Spontaneity is different because spontaneity still encapsulates forward thinking, future planning, that kind of thing. And so the difference is like if we are if we are are struggling with impulse control and we're like fuck it, we're going to go go-karting. Great. But then if we forget that we were supposed to be at our grandmother's birthday party at 3 p.m., that is not being spontaneous. That is impulsivity. Mm. Spontaneous would be, oh, my God, we should totally go golf karting tomorrow because we've got, you know, we have grandma's birthday party at mm. three. And so it's the difference between having the the forethought in that impulsive moment to say, yes, I can be spontaneous. I, this is not going to affect me negatively. It is not going to impact anybody negatively it's not going to be hurtful whereas like impulse control we can sometimes inadvertently hurt people and we can inadvertently cause harm and cause damage by virtue of not thinking ahead and not planning ahead or buying a seven foot mirror <laughs> <laughs> oh totally i think in, in a <coughs> leaving it in <laughs> um, in 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 terms of the, the medical definition like in terms of the diagnostic criteria of adhd um, first off, in the diagnostic criteria for ADHD, um, hyperactivity is often slashed with impulsivity. They're not so not quite hyper uh, interchangeably, but very close together. So impulsivity is like intrinsically related to ADHD in, from a diagnosis perspective. Um, but it's defined as uh, action without thought, or uh, excuse me, action without forethought, which is exactly I, I believe what you, what you just said as well. Or like, uh, if if we were you know let's let's go go karting. But then we look up directions of place and we finger the fan. We remember like, okay, we have to do the thing after this. Let's make sure not to whatever would be spontaneous. Impulsive would be like, let's go go-karting. Uh, we don't really, we don't have the money to go go-karting. You know, I have vertigo or something and I'm going to get super dizzy and like, and not caring about any of that. That would be impulsive. Yeah. That was, so that was, if you were looking for it, a much worse way of describing it than what you said. Um, so just in case anybody was, was like, hmm, could you explain that again? But just, just shitty. You know, gotcha. Don't worry. Always. Also, I just want to acknowledge if anybody hears like weird rustling in the background for this entire episode, the amount of sensory overload that I am just in right now is so much that I'm barely functional. It's so bad. Really? What kind it's of? It's so bad. Would it help to talk about it? You don't have to talk. Of I, course, you don't have to well, talk about it. Well, but... so I'm having a really bad pain day. Mm. Like, and so like I woke up and I felt like shit and I was like, fuck, like, because sometimes you just have a bad pain day and like your body just says, nope, not today. But like, so like I'm more twitchy, which is making more shit hurt. But then also because I hurt, like I'm just noticing everything a lot more. And then I have this stupid Saniderm thing on my tattoo, mm. which is just constantly bugging me. And so like just every, like I'm, I'm losing my shit right now. Oh. Like I'm not good. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. So I literally like you can't see this at home, but I literally took off my clothes. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my underwear because it's just like fuck. Everything is touching me, and I hate it. Oh, and I'm just I'm very stressed out right now. I'm sorry, sweetie. Is there anything I can do to help you? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll you be okay. blow on you. That's that's so good. It's so helpful. I totally definitely felt that mild breeze. <laughs> that mildly <laughs> warm. <weirdo. laughs> <laughs> slightly no, minty but I'm, also I'm still i just like i'm like this is, it's so bad and like then i'm like I, you know when you can like feel your hair you're just like aware of your hair's existence i'm just i just I, oh god oh yeah i'm not good right now i'm sorry do you want a hat that uh, hats often help me for, that's why i have a hat do you have a hat uh at my house yeah no, we're not i don't want to take go a show on the road to, we could oh we could go 
So anyway, about impulsivity. <laughs> Fucking Christ. No, I'm sorry, sweetheart. It's Acknowledged. <laughs> I love you and you're great. It's just what's like, I have to acknowledge this because I'm just going to be constantly moving for this entire podcast. You, know, you do what you got to do. It's fine. But all, all that's also part of impulsivity. Actually, I want to talk about this uh, because I have picked a hole in my neck and I want to talk about really? uh, impulsivity and body focused repetitive behaviors. Mm. Um, because... <laughs> keep fucking changing all right so we're on to bra no shirt and hoodie and hoodie and unzipped hoodie but i think i think if i do this oh yeah if i do this that'll be that'll be i think that's good do you want me to come around and and, like tuck your hair into your into the hood no i'm good okay so anyway body focused repetitive behaviors are one really interesting way where impulsivity shows up um and we don't think about it a lot as like an impulse control thing but it absolutely is because BFRBs stem from the sort of like dopamine that comes from like that repetitive, like instantaneous gratification thing. And so a lot of times people go, oh, it's like this completely separate thing from ADHD. And I go, no, a lot of it has to do with impulse control. And so in conversation with things like spontaneity versus impulse control, I feel like BFRBs are a really good example of how impulsivity can actively harm you like to the point of like actively harming like your physical being because if you lack the impulse control to be like no i shouldn't pick right now or i shouldn't like pick at that scab or whatever that can that can, well now i have like a fucking i have like a hole in my neck right now because i keep picking at it anyway it's i don't very, know where the fuck i was no, going no with no, that. no 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 that's a very i think it's very <laughs> important because i think it not that this is about what you know, this is about other people, but you can't really see it. Like I didn't, I had to like look. Oh, thanks. You know, it's, so. I think it's gotten better. It was, it was. It, I've, I've been trying not to like touch it as much, but I just, I know it's there, and so I keep being like, Yeah, I know what you mean. I can feel it. Oh yeah, like when the roof of your mouth has a like gets, oh, God, get, eat some Captain Crunch or something, and the oh. roof of your mouth is all screwed up. Yep. Worst part about Captain Crunch, by the way. Yeah. If they could fix that about Captain Crunch, yeah. it'd be great. Or like when you heat up your pizza in the microwave, but then it's too hot, and then you you get the like cheese burn. Yeah, that's how that's how hipsters eat pizza, because they uh, eat it before it was cool. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad you brought up BFRBs. I was actually we had a whole conversation. I don't mean to keep mentioning my Twitch stream like to plug it, but like uh, we did talk about this for a while on my Twitch stream, um, <clears throat> but or about BFRBs on Twitch streams. Um, but what I think is interesting about impulse control BFRBs. Um, uh, uh, ADHD people's low, low tonic dopamine um, is that a behavior like a body focused repetitive behavior, let's say picking or something like that. Um, it, the reason for that can be sort of divided into a, 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 an amalgam of all of those different things, our relationship to dopamine, um, our impulsivity, um, our poor cortical inhibition, um, which is basically when a person's brain tells their body to do something, there's a bunch of processes going on in your nervous system, basically trying to stop that system, trying to attenuate those signals going to your hands to make it move or something like that. Um, basically saying, are you sure? There's like a bouncer at the door. When your brain is like, you know, leap, your cortical inhibition is like, look. Okay, fine, go. Yeah. People with ADHDs have really shitty cortical inhibition. Um, our body is not putting us up as much of a fight. So basically, we have to want to do something less in order to actually do it. Like we don't actually, you know, our brain, by, by the time we think like, I should reach for that thing across the table, we're already reaching for it and we end up knocking a glass over or whatever. Um, so that. But when it comes to something like a BFRB, um, one, we're looking for dopamine. We just need something new to be happening. We need a new sensation, a new feeling, a new, you know, sound, whatever it is. 
Um, so we need that because we, we want that dopamine. Um, two, our poor cortical inhibition is going to make it easier for us to move our hand in the way to pick at the thing, to do with the thing. So it's like, a, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, um, like a BFRB is not an ADHD thing in that if you have ADHD, then you have BFRBs, or if you do any BFRBs, then you have ADHD. It's not that type of ADHD yeah. thing, but an ADHD person's brain is like made to do that kind of stuff. I don't mean made to do this stuff like, you know, force it's, it's, for, yeah, built. it's, it, it's, yes, exactly. It's very prone to doing that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fiddling with my glasses a lot and I just nutty professored myself. I just, I just. Tilted my glasses. I'm just doing the rest of the podcast with my like glasses it's very, yeah. You look very intelligent. <laughs> but I think that's why I think BFRBs is a really interesting example. Yeah. Because, like, poor impulse control, like, for example, uh, uh, people with ADHD often are often seen as being sort of clumsy. Um, we knock our, we, we injure ourselves by bumping our knee on the table or kicking our toes or knocking something over on the table. Um, and a lot of that is due to, well, a bunch of different things. A lot of ADHD behaviors are the result of a bunch of different things going on. Um, like, you know, knocking over a glass, our brain, one, we want the thing that we're trying to grab across the table right now because our brain needs dopamine and we need to have that right now. So, like, we're not going to like we're trying to minimize the amount of time between the thing not happening and the thing happening. Plus, we have poor cortical inhibition. So our, our nervous system isn't going to put up, put up much of a fight. And so we reach across and we have we have a really hard time often dealing or processing stimulus. So like the fact that there's a glass in between the thing I'm trying to grab and my hand is competing with the sound of the lights buzzing and the TV show that's on the background and that weird smell coming from the kitchen. They're all competing for supremacy and all of those things mixed together results in knocking over the glass. Um, and I think that's just one of the things about ADHD that like, if I, that I feel like, I don't want to speak for you, but is like what's sort of one of my missions that like a lot of um, very granular technical things about ADHD result in behavior um, that is not a result of any one of those things, but a result of a big mixture of a lot of those things. And BFRBs are very much so sort of in that vein. So I'm curious because it's, it's weird that I, I think it's just because you were talking about it on Twitch. And so it was, it was in my mind. Um, but I'm interested in like the other ways that like impulse control shows up or like a lack of impulse control shows up in your life because I know mine, I know my big one is like online shopping mm. because I think this is really interesting is that like a lot of people don't think of like online shopping as like a, like a, an indicator of hyperactivity or a lack of impulse control, but especially in um, late diagnosed adults, we see this a lot, like problems with spending and like money and that kind of thing is because you're not necessarily being hyperactive in like the traditional way of like, oh, I'm like up and running around. But it's like the minute the idea that like, oh, I need to buy jeans or like, oh, I should buy those shoes or like, oh, I like that thing. And then you just do it. And there's that that like that component, like spontaneity is thinking it through and going, OK, like, do I do I have the money in my account? Do I need a seven foot mirror? Whatever. I'm going to keep bringing it back to the mirror because it's still it's just very funny. Um, they are meant to show you yourself, Katie. But they are in more ways than and more. here we are. Um, and now I can. We talked about it on the podcast, and so now it's a tax write off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you woke a man somewhere out there, and was just like, and yes, just, somewhere, and just screamed <laughs> like, and just fucking punched a wall. Um, she's like, God damn it, you idiot. Uh, but uh, but 
that's that's one of the things that I really struggle with is like and I will get fixated on something like I will I will decide like it's two o'clock in the morning. I, now's the time to buy the jeans. I desperately need a new pair of jeans and I have to do it right now. And if I don't do it right now, I will surely die. And there's no stopping me. And and I think that's really interesting because we don't think about it. I, well, at least I didn't for a really long time. I just went, oh yeah, I like shopping or whatever. But I go, no, like this is this is a direct manifestation of my neurodivergency. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, so it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like sort of the impulsivity is what gets the pants shopping going. I'll just take that one. Like it gets the pants shopping going. Um, and and do, what role, well, what, what role do you think impulsivity plays in the staying power of that activity? Like the fact that you need to finish it and fucking buy the jeans, you know? Like, why is it that you don't start to buy jeans and then think of something else? And what role do you think impulsivity plays in that? Ah. Uh... Man, I think it depends because I think sometimes the dope it it becomes a conversation about the dopamine reward more than anything else. So like the dopamine of like I have to buy the shoes or I have to buy the jeans right now. Sometimes that's it. Sometimes the impulsivity is like it it's an entire uh it's an entire project or or whatever. Like oh, I'm going to refinish the kitchen ceiling which is an ongoing project that has been ongoing for months now at my house or you know oh i'm gonna i mean a really good example is like my becoming a magician like that was all just a lack of impulse control that was like a i got interested i got mad then i started buying like magic tricks and books and stuff um you know what i mean so it's like sometimes it's just like i buy the shirt and then it's done and then sometimes it's like now I'm committed to this thing and then it becomes like a hyper focus and then the hyper focus wears off and it's like, well, now I have a box full of magic tricks that I'm never going to use. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at that. You made it to the middle of the episode. Good job. Well done. Drink some water. Eat a snack. Do a little dance wherever this you are. Is, it's 17 push-ups. <laughs> I, there's no, I could not do 17 I, I don't. I think I could do two push-ups. You need to go to the gym, dude. Yeah. We have a membership. We do. Ugh. Speaking of places that you can have memberships. Uh, nice. We- <laughs> Solid segue. It <laughs> was so good, and then I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, we're going to be at uh, Game oh, Con. Uh, the week after, I should start crying out. We're going to be at Frolicon this weekend in Atlanta. The weekend after that, we're going to be at Game Hole Con in Madison, Wisconsin. And the weekend after, or is it Emerald City Con the weekend after that? No, it's like December. Oh, that's like December. All yeah, right. but we're going to be, we just got invited to PAX Unplugged and Emerald City Comic Con, so we're going to be there as well. Um, but yeah, so if you want to come by and say hello and hi, we will, we would love that. Yeah, and come to our panels and watch us yeah, we're gonna be, be doing bad at our jobs in person. <laughs> Neurodivergency <laughs> at the gaming table. Um, and then, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be great. We're going to be doing some panels and stuff. Eric, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm pretty hungry, too. Let's, we should go eat something. Okay. Just like you should, dear listener. Yeah, and then do 17 push-ups. No, don't. <laughs> I can't do 17 push-ups. I'm not going to ask them to do something I can't do. Okay, do one push-up. Okay, think about doing one push-up later, Consider baby. a single push-up. Yeah, also, transition. <laughs> Got him. Well, I think it's interesting you brought up the magician thing because it sort of brings brings back to that that sort of double-edged sword of a lot of the things that go with ADHD. Because, I mean, it seems like you being a magician is a good, was a good thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a ton of fun. I mean, I still am, technically. I just don't, like... You're, a, <laughs> you're an active duty noncombatant. <laughs>
Yeah, precisely. Yes. What? It's, I, <laughs> Tony Stark said it in one of the in one of the in one of the Marvel movies, oh. and I was like, "Ooh, that's a useful thing to say." It makes me seem like I know stuff about things. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. And Tony Stark it's, said it. It's, I'm gonna well, get some glasses. It's really interesting because, like, right before the pandemic, I was I was planning a tour. Like, I was I was building a show. I was like actively doing a thing, and then the pandemic happened, and so then like that all kind of went away, and then I impulse controlled my way into TikTok. Um, and so, like, I haven't been really, like, active in the magic community or, like, doing much in magic, except I did just get interviewed by Penguin, like, two days two ago days about ago, yeah. neurodivergency and magic, Hi, which was very cool. Hi, Eric. Um, but, like, I, oh, fuck. I totally lost my train of thought. I had, like, a whole thing to say, too. Fuck! No, you got You want to you uh, find it? Or? Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, impulsivity. So, like, with, like, impulsivity is hard for me because, like, I feel like it shows up in, like, two very different ways. Where it's, like, an instantaneous, like, I have to buy the thing or do the thing or I'm, fuck it, I'm flying to France. Um, But then sometimes it's, like, I will impulse control my way into, like, a hyperfixation or, like, a like something like that. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, to where It's, yeah, like, yeah. a long-term, like, a long-term and short-term yeah. impulse control situation. It, it, yeah, it's sort of, like, um, for me, it's a lot of, sort of, like, activation energy. Where, like, yeah. the impulse control, or the 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 impulse is, the, the you know, the, the match that lights the fuse. And then that leads on to whatever it leads on to, the, the huge hyperfixation or whatever. Or just a short-term thing. Yeah. But it's that, it's that kick. Um, and for me, I think that's where I get a lot of use out of it, frankly. Um, like a lot of decisions um, that one makes in one's life, we're not certain about. Most of the decisions we're not certain about. Like, I'm pretty sure if I make the decision to, like, drop a ball, it will fall, like, in terms of physics. But, like, when we're making... <laughs> what, if it, what if it didn't, that, though? Oh like, what God. if you were just like, huh, and then it just, like, hovered? I just want to point out that something I love about scientists in general is, like, if that happened, that would be the best thing Every physicist in the world hopes that that happens like just once because that would just blow everybody. Like everything we knew about physics is wrong. We're starting over. What the hell is going on? Um, oh, man, that'd be amazing. I have to drop something on the floor now. Just to... Fuck. We're good. Still I good. was really all hoping. Right. I was really hoping that don't would worry. be the moment. Neil deGrasse Tyson, we're good. We're fine. Don't worry about it. It's all still working. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking sometimes when we were playing hacky sack back in the day, back in my 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 sack hacking days. Um, occasionally, and my, my fellow hacky sackers will know this, sometimes the hacky sack will fall directly into the middle of the circle, so like everybody has equal claim to it, and very often that means nobody will go for it, because they assume somebody else is going to, and so there's just this very sad, sort of flaccid moment of just everybody just standing and watching it just <laughs> onto the ground, and you all kind of laugh, but as my friends and I used to yell gravity check, just to make sure gravity's still working, you know, like, still working, guys, don't worry, it's fine. Yes, tell me more about your days as a hacky sack. Oh, it was great, it was amazing. I had a I had a tie-dye drug rug, you know, <laughs> one of those, I don't remember what they're actually called, but, you know, the drug rug. You know, you know. What are you talking about? What a, is a drug, a drug rug? rug? It's one of those, Um, if I showed it to you, you'd immediately be like, oh, yeah, but I don't know what they're actually called. It's like those hoodies that are made out of, like, a, it's almost like a, um, like a burlap material kind of thing. And they're very loose. Oh, like very, a Jacob Collier poncho? Like, very, there's no way he doesn't own, like, 45 drug rugs. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I think, actually, he was probably wearing a drug rug while he wrote his uh, Grammy-winning arrangement of Moon River that I know you love so much. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. You know, we're joking, but really, it's entirely possible. Excellentation ponchos that Jacob Collier. Jacob Collier, be on our podcast. Yeah, go be on our podcast, please. Um, 
What if we get an email from Jacob Collier and be like, heard you were talking shit, dog. <laughs> heard you were talking shit, yeah, exactly, right? We just hear, <laughs> we're asleep one night and suddenly we just hear a, a faint 37-part harmony coming from, from outside. <laughs> he is coming. And it's fucking Jacob Collier standing outside the window with like a fucking boombox above his head. <laughs> I arranged this for you. I arranged this for you. It's got a D half sharp in it. <laughs> Where my musicians at? My musicians are getting that joke. It starts with the Tristan chord. <laughs> oh, come on. That's too elementary for Jacob Collier. It's, Come you on. know what? You're right. I stand. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Jacob Collier. You would never use a Tristan chord. That's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the fuck is this podcast? Uh, uh, oh yeah. There's a lot of decisions we make in life. I am so impressed with it. I was exactly where I left off, I think. That was really um, good. Let me know if I'm wrong, dear listener. Um, but a lot of the decisions we make in life, we're not certain about. Um, they involve a, a fair amount of risk. Like, for example, moving to Georgia from California because I started a podcast with somebody who I somebody the likes of which i've never met before and all that stuff thank you Um, so much but impulsivity helped me do that impulsivity has helped me um talk to people that eventually became good friends of mine impulsivity has helped me um take jobs that i was i was nervous to get it was all in a lot of ways it was a replacement for faith um or or perhaps even a type of faith where like i'm never going to be certain about something so fuck it you know yeah like I'm sure like, you know, every uh, what's that amazing TikTok song uh, arrangement the guy wrote uh, a little bit of everything all the time, but he did the ADHD version of it. Oh, yeah. It was um, oh, it was all, uh, all or nothing all the time. Yeah. Like my, my compulsion is to be like, all right, I'm going to do all the math and figure out how exactly how this is going to work. And inevitably I'll arrive at the realization that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen when I move to Georgia. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, when we when I see somebody who I admire at a convention and want to go up and talk to them. Um, and I'm not the person I, I often don't find myself having faith that it's going to go well. I try to, but that idea that just like, I'm just going to choose to believe that it's going to go well because that's just better than believing that it isn't going to go well. Although I think I'm better at doing that than I was say five years ago. Um, but impulsivity can replace that. Sometimes impulsivity can fill that gap. If I, if you're 80% sure but you're only going to do it if you're 100% sure. Impulsivity can fill in that that last 20%. You know, like I'm this certain that it's going to go well. I'm 80% certain that it's going to go well and I'm 20% fuck it. <laughs> like and that can be really really useful. Some of the best things in my life like you and this podcast and the TikTok I made that kicked off this whole thing for me. All of that was done based on impulse. But a lot of the times when I've thought I was going to lose my apartment because I don't have rent it happened because I impulsively bought a thing and was like, oh, I'll worry about the money later. Um, it, you know, text messages that I've sent impulsively that I later realized was an incredibly like ill worded and insensitive thing to say or something like that. Um, it's a very, it's a very powerful thing at its core. Impulsivity can be very powerful, but at it's also at its core, it's not controlled. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a massive sort of internal cosmic force. Um, that inherently is is capricious, um, which can be very useful and very detrimental at times. Um, so it's one of those things that I'm sort of. Uh, but my, I, I I I always say my thought my my feelings on it not my thoughts on it my feelings on it average out to net um, to sort of net um, uh, apathy I guess <laughs> or like I don't love it or hate it because like as much as I love it I also hate it for other reasons yeah. And so eventually I, I land on what I usually do when I'm thinking about my own mental health or mental health in general or mental conditions in general um, is it is what it is. 
Yeah. It's just, it is, it, impulsivity is useful and detrimental, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. I sort of always feel like it's like a, with great power comes great responsibility. You know mm. what I mean? Because it's like, for me, I mean, I already know how I will die. Like, I, I have known this for a while, is that I will do anything if I think in three years it will give me an excellent story to tell at a cocktail party. Mm. Like, I will do anything. And so it's like, that is one of my favorite things about myself, but it is also how some very bad things have happened to me. And so as I sort of like got older and I realized that like, I will do anything if I think it's going to be a funny story later on, then I was like, okay, well, that's fine, except that sometimes that can end really fucking badly and really fucking dangerously. And so then that's where like I had to start really being like, okay, there's a difference between spontaneity and like, yeah, we're going to go do this fun thing and thinking it through, you know? And, and so that was a really hard lesson for me to learn because I had to completely sort of change how I navigated my impulse control. And so now it's like a lot of like buying seven foot mirrors, um, you know, because I can't steal yachts anymore. Like I'm an adult. And so like that, that kind of situation. It's <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at the story because I know the story. Yes. But I'm also laughing when you're like, I can't steal yachts anymore because I'm an adult. I just pictured like a band of Dickensian street urchins. Just like just, Italian, you know, like stealing the great pearl or whatever the yes. hell. But they're allowed to because they're it's, children. Yes. You know? Well, it's also very important to imagine those Dickensian street urchins being escorted by a Kiss cover band because that was the <laughs> scenario in which I found myself really? <laughs> stealing a yacht was with a Kiss cover band. I will never tell the story. I will just continue to vaguely reference it. And Were they in costume? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, but so, but you know, this so is like that kind of thing where it's like, I, I love being impulsive. I love, I love it, but I don't necessarily think what I love is actually being impulsive. What I love is being spontaneous and it's different and it's a different thing. But my struggle is that I often, very often conflate the two. And, and so if an idea seems like a good idea, it seems like a good idea. And so it's fine. It's like, it's great, whatever. But it's like, no, really need to think this through. Like, what are the repercussions of this? Like, do I need a seven foot mirror? Like, in, in actuality like it's it's fine the mirror is fine i keep joking about the mirror but like i i bought the mirror i do not regret the mirror the mirror will be useful subscribe to my only fans it'll be great <laughs> but like but you know what i mean like it, like it's just i always i feel i feel like i'm just saying the same thing you said but poorly but it's just like i feel like it's just such a double-edged sword where some of the best experiences of my entire life have come out of a lack of impulse control and just being like, yep, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's go do this thing. Let's like go to this party, whatever. But also some of the worst experiences mm -hmm. have come out of that. And so it's, it's, I have such a weird relationship because like a lot of times, like I look back and I go, Oh, if only I'd done this differently or Oh, oh if I had only thought it through or if I had only done this or that or the other thing, but you can't change those moments. You mm -hmm. can only sort of like learn from them for the future and so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I tend to be far, far less spontaneous than I used to be. And I think it's because, like, I am I am afraid that, like, bad things will happen if I'm... Huh. So I just buy a lot of bullshit I don't need on Amazon. <laughs> do you think... So do you think far less spontaneous but still as impulsive? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I think so. Because it's, like, for me, 
like, and I realize how just absolutely fucking pretentious this sounds, but like before the pandemic, I would try to go to London like once or twice a year. Um, and I loved it and I would save up and I would save up and I would save up and I would take my like five days off of work, you know, and whatever. Um, because I loved going to like the globe and like seeing all the shows at, like the RSC and like all that stuff. Um, because I'm a Shakespeare nerd, but every time I went to London, like I would get in trouble. Like I would, I would be like, fuck it. Like the world is my oyster. Here I am, you know, whatever. And I would like get lost or get robbed or what, you know, like there was always like something that happens. And so now it's, it's really interesting because now I have like this weird, like travel anxiety about like, well, what if something bad happens or like, what if, what if something goes wrong? But it's also like, I've been stranded in the middle of London, two bottles of champagne in, and I was fine, you know, but like my concern about like not letting the impulsivity win directly sort of like is reflected in this like, oh my God, but like, what if I lose my wallet or like, what if I lose my phone or like whatever? And I'm insufferable to travel with. And I know that you know this because I'm constantly freaking out about something bad happening or something like I think that's why we're great to travel with because I always yeah. just assume it's going to be fine. <laughs> but it's like, but I used to be like that. I used to absolutely be like that. But somewhere along the line, like, I just like, I think I was so impulsive that I've like sort of steered the boat in the wrong, the stolen boat in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, and I've gone too far and I'm like, oh, now I have to like control everything. And I have to be like, like everything has to be like arranged and whatever. But in reality, like, I love just, like, rocking up to a place that I've never been and been like, fuck it. Like, let's go to the art museum and see what happens. Um, but, but I feel like, honestly, like, and I don't want to make it sad, but I feel like my real struggles with impulse control have, like, sort of taken away a lot of the joy that I have about some stuff. Because I just, I worry constantly that, like, something is going to go wrong because of just how many bad choices I've made in my life. Yeah. I, I, I think... I think about this a lot and I, I never, I haven't quite figured out exactly the words to say it. So it's a bit frustrating for me sometimes, but a lot of the really hard struggles about ADHD don't come directly from the symptoms, but, but secondarily from the symptoms, from the fact that we're aware of it yeah. and we have, we've been watching ourselves our whole lives and we know that we behave in a certain way. So the impulsivity isn't just the problem. It's the fact that we know we're impulsive yeah. and that we're liable to forget stuff and, and, and all that. Um, and I think that can be quite painful. It can yeah. be quite, quite painful and traumatizing, frankly. Yeah. Um, but do you think, do you think being impulsive is a decent starting place to get to being spontaneous? Oh yeah. I don't mean to beg the question if I'm using that phrase correctly. But. No, I mean no. I mean I know exactly what you mean. Like, and yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that it just, it just, it's being like spontaneity to me is just being impulsive, but with caution. And you know what I mean? Like that. And that's kind of the thing is like whenever, but my problem is like, I get fixated on stuff. Like if I'm being impulsive about something, I'm also fixated on it. And like, you know, so, so it might show up as like, oh, I have to stay up until, you know, 4.30 in the morning researching the best pair of jeans to buy or like whatever. Or sometimes it's something, you know, more profound, like, oh, I'm going to plan a vacation because I haven't gone on vacation in a while or whatever. And so I think that you can absolutely teach yourself to say, okay, like I'm having that impulse, like I need to buy jeans. So take one step back and say, first off, do I need jeans? <laughs> you know, then it's like, take two steps back. Okay. I do need jeans, but it's like a little flow chart, you know, like I do need <laughs> yeah. jeans, but do I have the money to buy jeans? Right. 
like, okay, if I do have the money to buy jeans, is that money is, is spending that money on jeans going to affect anything else in my life? You know? And then it's like, so what I have done is I've sort of trained myself in some instances. And I say this sort of hypocritically having, again, just bought a fucking seven foot mirror. Um, but training yourself to say, okay, I don't have to do this right now. It is not going to kill me. I'm not going to die if I do not buy the jeans. I'm not going to die if I don't buy the plane ticket or whatever. But it can feel like it. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I like get like physically, like, I will get stressed out if like, I have that idea in the middle of the night. If I, if I think of the TikTok or I like, I think, you know, like, oh shit, did I, I don't know, turn off the coffee maker or whatever. And then it's like, I have to go, I have to do it. I have to make the TikTok or whatever, because I'm going to lose it. And I think that kind of ties into what you were just talking about is that it's not necessarily the symptoms, but it's the secondary symptoms. Mm. And mine is, I know I'm going to forget stuff. I know I'm not going to remember to do stuff. I know that I lose track of things. I lose track of tasks. I get distracted, whatever. And so it's like, if I don't do it right now, it's not going to happen. And because this feels so important, because this feels so necessary right now in this moment, if I don't do it, it will be bad. And so that is, I think, the struggle. So like, and so like part of working towards spontaneity rather than like impulsivity is like saying is, is, I mean, literally what I just said, but I've lost track of the point four times at, at this point, but like taking that step back and saying like, you don't need to buy the plane ticket to France right now. It can, it can wait, mm. do your research, find the best deal take the time off of work, you know, whatever, and go from there. Yeah. Does that kind of make it sense? It absolutely does, yeah. I, I mean, I think the concept of impulsivity, at least as, as, we're, as we're talking about it, um, is intrinsically related to time. I think it's yeah. intrinsically related yeah. to time. Um, if I don't do this right now, then something really bad is going to happen later. Um, uh, but I also think the solution or the the – the healthy way of dealing with it or, or however, I, I don't want to, I don't want to imply that there's some objectively correct way to handle this, but, um, but for the sake of simplifying my language, I'll say solution. Um, but I think the solution lies in time as well. Yeah. And giving yourself time yeah. and, and allowing yourself. I mean, I think all, all oftentimes that the difference between impulsivity and spontaneity is time. If I said, let's go to Paris and we were on a flight five hours from now, that is, well, we could probably plan a pretty good trip to Paris in five hours. Well, no, excuse me. You could probably <laughs> plan a pretty good trip to Paris. I would be there for moral support. Um, but that would likely be impulsive because there's to, – to, 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 to go to Paris for a week, you need to make sure you have hotels. You need to make sure you have money. You need to make sure you're not going to run out of money when you're there. You need to make sure you have food. You need to make sure your passports exist and are proximal. Um, so perhaps in that case, the difference between impulsivity and spontaneity would just be the amount of time is just adding a dash of time. Let's go to Paris. Sure. Let's not leave tonight. Let's leave three days from now. Let's give ourselves some time. So I think in a lot of cases, I don't think this is a, a perfect mathematical definition. Um, but I think in a lot of cases, spontaneity is impulsivity plus time. You just, you just said something that profoundly affected me, and I think I'm having a podcast breakthrough, which we haven't had in a minute. We haven't no, had a podcast haven't. breakthrough yeah. in a minute. But 
The problem, Eric, one of the other problems is that if impulsivity plus time equals spontaneity, the added complexity of it is that many, many people, myself included, who have ADHD are exceptionally good at stuff. Oh, yeah. Really quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so being impulsive, like, we could Tony, like, I know right now, like, if you're like, plan a trip to Paris, we leave in five hours. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I 100% could do that. But then it becomes like, okay, well, at what cost? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's the problem is like, because I could Tony Stark it. I could fucking. I bet, like, I bet by the end of the podcast, I could fucking plan a really decent vacation <laughs> to Paris and it would be fine. But, like, at what cost? You know, is it the cost of time? Is it monetary time? Is it. Yeah, we can fucking go to Paris, but I'm supposed to be interviewed seven times next week, and now I have to reschedule all of those. Mm, And so it's like, one of the challenges that I have in conversation with impulsivity is I fuck up a lot. I do. Like, I fuck up a lot. Like, I forget to send the email. I, you know, lose track of time, or like, I double book myself. I double book so goddamn often. And then it becomes, okay, well, I impulsively said yes to this thing. Now, how do I backtrack? How do I tell the lie? How do I, how do I, you know, navigate this solution so that I can fix the problem that I already caused myself because mm. of my impulsivity? And some of it is really easy. Is like I got like a Calendly and it's fucking changed my life. Sponsor us Calendly. Um, <laughs> you know, or like, and but like, you know, we keep joking about HelloFresh, but like that's the other thing. It's like I'm supposed to go to the grocery store. I buy a bunch of shit that I'm never going to use and then I throw it away. HelloFresh has really and truly been like a really good thing for me and i did that very impulsively but i don't regret it at all because i'm like this fucking rules but sometimes it's like you forget to send an email for two weeks and then you have to be like oh sorry you totally got into my junk mail and it's like everybody fucking knows that's a lie but we all it's a socially acceptable lie that we tell each other is a code for like we forgot the email um but i have to do that a lot and it makes me feel really bad like it makes me feel really bad that like sometimes the easiest way to fix a problem is to lie and just be like, oh, the email must have gotten lost or like you fell into my spam folder or whatever. When in reality, it's like, no, I impulsively agreed to three interviews at the same time on the same day. And now I have to like work backwards to like fix that damage that I did. And that is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And on when you were talking about uh, Tony Starking the vacation for oh, also for, for reference, um, there's a scene in uh, Avengers, the first Avengers movie where. Tony Stark comes into the, the bridge of one of the big ships and he says some smart sounding stuff about um, uh, science. And uh, Colby Smulders' character, um, Maria Hill, says, when did you become an expert on thermonuclear astrophysics? Um, and he says, last night. Because, you know, he's, well, one, he's Tony Stark. He's a genius and all that. God, I've, I've been just showering Tony Stark with praise. He is not a good person. <laughs> he should not idolize Tony Stark. Um, well, he ended up being a good person, but in a lot of ways he was not. Um, so anyways, when we say Tony Starking, that means basically just rapid fire getting proficient at something as quickly as possible. Um, God damn it. What? What happened? Nothing. I just looked up how much a flight to Paris costs. Really? Is it cheaper than you thought? It's it's honestly, we are paying more money to fly to fucking uh, Madison, Wisconsin in really? next week. Wow. If you want to go to Paris, we can do it for $464. Wow. Let's go to Paris later. That's good. Let's, good let's, let's add some time to that. Um, <laughs> I'm so distracted by this. Why did I look? Fuck. <laughs> um, but the amount, anyway. So that's what we mean by Tony Starking. Um, and I think what's interesting about 
if if I if it is correct that well, I do believe it is correct that impulsivity and spontaneity are both intrinsically related to time. And if it is also correct that one of the main differences between impulsivity and spontaneity is the addition of time from to impulsivity, thus creating spontaneity, um, that's also difficult because people with ADHD have a very different relationship to time than people without ADHD. Yeah. For example, time to read a book for me is a lot. I need a lot yeah. of time. If you gave me a book and said, I need you to read this book, I'm going to need uh, like maybe a couple weeks, honestly. <laughs> you just laugh? I did because I'm literally going through this right now. Somebody sent me this book because they want me to like talk about it on TikTok. Oh. And they've sent me like three emails being like, what do you think of the book? I'm like, I am on chapter one. Like yeah. I, I can read for 10 minutes at a time. Like I'm very sorry. <laughs> this is going to take me a while. And I feel like really guilty about it. But like, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's totally that's exactly what I'm talking about. Totally. Um, so like how, how much time I need to take a book, like reasonable amount of time is quite a long, I think a, a bit longer than somebody without ADHD, um, or at least without, uh, learning problems or uh, reading problems. Um, however, juggling, I could right now, I cannot juggle. I can zero juggle. <laughs> I am very confident that I could be a, a, an entirely competent juggler in an hour, probably. Like I've been trying for like five years and I've, I have like, I want you to know I have access to some of the best jugglers in the world and I'm not facetious. <laughs> I, they cannot teach me how to juggle. This, this is beside your point, but you just, I just, you just really push. You just, you're going to get a lot of emails I'm really like, fucking, ah, she'll teach you. I'm really fucking mad about it. I cannot juggle. And it becomes, it's this bone of contention in my life where I'm like, I should like, I can, I, I can toss, toss, catch, catch just fine. But you add a third ball in there and I fucking can't just do it. No, man. no. Huh. And it's fucking, it makes me so angry. Huh. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Eric, I like literally the people who train the jugglers at Cirque du Soleil have tried to teach me how to juggle. I cannot fucking juggle. Well, I, like, I lack the skills necessary for it. I know you said that you said whenever you say that to somebody, they go, hmm, challenge accepted. And I am totally doing that. I am 100 <laughs> percent doing that. I'm going to teach you how to juggle. I don't know. I'm going to learn to juggle in order to teach you how to juggle. OK, it's going to happen. That sounds good. And I want you to know you can't confirmation bias yourself into not doing it. You can't. You have to truly okay. believe that you. Because I think you think you just intern like there's a switch in your body there is. There's that has been flipped yes. and you just can't juggle. I cannot juggle. juggle. Okay. I cannot do it. Challenge accepted. Okay. It's going to happen. It's okay. going to happen. Go learn how to juggle and then report back in a week. I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but the very smart point I was making is that if time is one of the major differences between impulsivity and spontaneity and the way to get from impulsive to spontaneous is by adding time along with effort and, and a bunch of other stuff. But if time is one of those major factors... Um, what kind of time are we talking here? Because for me, learning a, a useless, whimsical skill, learning to solve a Rubik's Cube, juggling, uh, playing the harmonica or something like that, for me, time is sort of accelerated. I can get good at those things very quickly. Yeah. But if it involves a lot of paperwork or a lot of reading or a lot of, you know, appointments that need to be made and like errand running and stuff like that, time dilates for me significantly. Yeah. It takes me a very long time to sort through paperwork and to read the thing I need to read. That takes me quite a while. And so not only do we have to think, all right, I have to add time to this such to make it spontaneous and impulsive, such to, to give it foresight so I'm not going to end up stranded in Paris or something like that. Um, not only do we have to know that we have to add time, but we have to know what kind of time are we talking here? Are we talking about useless skill time? In which case, <laughs> not very much of it will probably do. But are we talking reading a textbook time? Because in that case, I'm going to need a lot of it. Yeah. So there's like different types of time that we deal with. And so when I'm trying to go from impulsive to spontaneous, 
I don't know what kind of time I'm working with. If it's I, I'm about to, I was, I ran the risk of making the same point again. Um, but I, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which type of time I need to be adding to it. Am I adding textbook time or am I adding juggling time? Because they're very different things. And that's just another variable that has to be sorted out. But I also don't think it's useful to convince ourselves that it's quite, it's very complicated. It might be, but I don't think it's useful to think of it as being complicated because when we think of things as being complicated, they become complicated. Yeah. Um, when ultimately, I think the, the, the distilled simple answer is how to turn your impulsivity into spontaneity. That, that is to say, how to turn your dangerous, if sometimes useful, impulsivity into still interesting in the moment, whatever the stuff, but not as dangerous and safer, um, is simply just think about it. Give it a couple of days. Sleep on it. Write, write it out. Talk to somebody about it. Bounce it off the wall a couple of times. Derek, I think that might genuinely be one of the smartest things you've ever said on this podcast. Really? Yeah. It's juggling time versus textbooks time. Like that's, that's, that's fucking, that's, should make that into a TikTok. Thank you. It's really good. I really appreciate it. Here. Yeah. Speaking of time. We have to move a mirror and pack for Frolicon. And it's going to be great. I'm really excited to give everybody an update about how one packs for Frolicon next week. (laughs) (laughs) I need to change. I'm wearing leggings as underwear right now. Yeah, I'm wearing your leggings as underwear. That's fine. So I need to I need to solve that problem too. Well, we'll get there. You know what we could do? What's that? So we could put your laundry in the washer. Uh-huh. Then we could move a mirror uh-huh. while it's washing. Uh-huh. And then we could put your stuff in the dryer. Uh-huh. And then we could pack. While it's drying. While it's drying. That's fucking solid, dude. That's that's, a, that's that's juggling time for sure. That's juggling time. God, don't you love and for that I think that's why I like objective time like it takes 58 minutes for the washer you know because i don't have to wonder it's yeah. like, that's how long it takes we'll do do that all right well bye everybody listen to this awesome patreon song right after this transition hey everybody you did it you made it to the end of the episode good job that's, good job that's it that's the end golf clap I'm just going to say golf clap. I'm not actually going to. Golf ukulele clap golf, hybrid. Golf ukulele smash. <laughs> hey, well, everybody, uh, this is a very special part of the episode um, where if you uh, join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Uh, we'll put your name in a song. Uh, so here's the song this week. You ready, Eric? Yep. Yep. This week we have... Nobody to thank because nobody signed up for the Patreon. And so we're singing a song about nobody. Nobody. But next week, your name could be here if you go to patreon.com slash infinite quest and then sign up to be a supporter of infinite quest infinite quest I infinite quest sign up to be a patron fade out the audio's fading out
Did you Eric make it this the far? most important part. It's the part where we say this. Hey, everybody. From all of us here at Infinite Quest, thanks for being here this week. Remember to drink some water, eat a snack, take your meds, be kind to yourself. Be and kind to we others. love you.